Warning, the following podcast contains coarse language and spoilers for the film and the title of the podcast. Now playing movie reviews in 20 cues. Hello, you goddamn fantastic people, and welcome to the podcast Movie Reviews in 20 Cues, the show where we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. Episode 199 is here, guys, and we have a very special episode for you. We are doing the most recent release in the... Oh, it's not even in the DCEU. We're doing the most recent DC movie. We're doing the Batman, and because of stuff that I don't really want to talk about, it's incredibly hard to get people to give it to podcast at the moment, but unfortunately New Zealand is being swept up by a certain disease that will remain unnamed, so there's only one person joining me, and that's our DC expert. It's Liz. How are you going, Liz? Do you know, the Batman kind of sounds like a dance. Like, we're doing the Batman, but I don't quite know what it would involve. I'm pretty sure there's a Batuzzi. There's like a Batuzzi that came, you know, the 60s campy Batman, Adam West? There was that TV series. Yes. Yeah, there was something called the Batuzzi, which was a dance they came up with for that show. Sweet. So, Liz, were you planning on going to see this? Um, no, Sam, as it turns out. I was actually trying to think when I was sitting in the theatre, have I ever seen any Batman movies? And I feel like I have, but I can't really remember them much at all. Like, I know that he has the butler called Alfred, and he's supposed to have a sidekick called Robin, but that hasn't been around for a while. And no. that he's a billionaire dude, and his parents were killed outside a theatre. Like, I've, I know the background to it, but other than that, I really don't give a shit. This is, this is like me and Harry Potter. I was like, I know so much about Harry Potter through osmosis. I've never seen a movie, never read a book, but I feel like I know the entire series mm. from start to finish just because of how much it's permeated popular culture. Similarly, you and Harry Potter, I don't give a shit about Harry Potter. I'll watch it with my daughter when she's old enough, but at the moment, couldn't give a fuck. And then you will. And then you will, Sam. <laughs> you will love it. And you will discover that you're a Slytherin. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Nah, Ravenclaw. I don't even, sure. Why not? What, what's, <laughs> what's the one that gets all the chicks? Oh, definitely not Ravenclaw. <laughs> They're the nerds. Okay, well, that's me. <laughs> yeah. The one that doesn't get all the chicks. That's me. But yeah. but enough about that. We are here to talk about the Batman and to see if Liz enjoyed it. It has a score of 8.5 out of 10 on IMDb, 85% on Rotten Tomatoes, is ripping it up in terms of reviews. Before we get into our thoughts on it, Liz, what's the plot? What's the plot of this film? Well, Sam, I hate you so much. Um, an orphaned billionaire is disturbed by the amount of like crime in the city, and he started doing his own vigilante justice thing in a bat suit. And he starts getting these. Oh, this other criminal dude starts doing these high-profile murders and leading him, leaving him messages at the scenes. And so he's racing to try and work out who the person is and solve the crime while the city has a bit of a meltdown around the high-profile murders. That's pretty close. That, that'll do. That'll do. Let's move Thanks. on. I hate how you make me do that. <laughs> I love it. I it's, suck. I love seeing that. you squirm. It's my favourite part. <laughs> oh, oh. Yes. 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 <laughs> so gross. Yes. Moving on. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's get into it. If you haven't heard this podcast before, we review a movie by asking 20 questions about it. We normally start with 10, but when there's only two of us, we do 13. And then we go through three personal questions that we thought of while we were watching this film before finishing on a Patreon question. Yes, we've got some Patreons that give us some money each month, and they the top Yay. top value Patreons get to pick a question. So we just uh, rotate them through there. And the one we always start with is the compliment sandwich. So if we're giving it a score over 5,000 out of 10,000, we give it one thing good, one thing bad, one thing good. Or under, we give it one thing bad, one thing good, and one thing bad. Let's start us off. I'm so curious. I wanted to message you. I wanted to find out. I've already been saying I want to fucking know. I need to know. Hurry up, Liz. Finish me yeah, off. Yeah, I've given him no cues, people. No cues at all. No clues? No. Cues. Anyway. <laughs> oh, well. Indoctrinated. Um, yeah. So I'm going to start out by saying that I liked that the, the way that the story developed around the corruption as it built up and he got a few more clues and he had to kind of figure it out and you know, it built up to this kind of, who's it going to be? What's the answer going to be? So I thought that was quite a nice sort of way to build the story and draw you in. Yep. The next thing I'm going to tell you, I know you disagree. The movie was too long. It could have easily been cut back. There was a lot of angsty long shots and things and overdone scenes. And I thought, yeah, this isn't necessary. I don't need to be here for three hours. I've run out of my 
like left soda drink. I've halfway through my popcorn. I, I'm ready to go, mate. Let's let's get this moving. Three hours. It's a long film. That's a long time to stare at Robert Pattinson and you know enjoy yourself, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and he's got a smush face. I don't see. I don't find him attractive. So you don't find him. Oh, okay. Shit. Yeah. No. Uh, Zoe Kravitz made up for it because yeah, she's she's very nice. But yes. anyway, um, and my final thing is also a good thing. There were some cool arty shots. Like I really liked the one where the gunfire was lighting up the scene, and that was the only light. And so you sort of saw him progressing through this corridor of of bad guys, and he was fighting them, but it was just in flashes from the from the gunfire. And I thought that looked yes. really cool. And there were a few yep. different things like that. So I really liked sort of those tricks that um, were used. So that sounds quite positive, but I actually had a lot of other negatives that I could have said about this film, and it took me a while to pin them down. And I'll talk about them as we go. So yeah, I. I don't agree with the scores given to it by the rest of the internet. I am giving it a compliment sandwich. It is over 5,000, but it's not a lot. Like, Really? Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it maybe 6,262 drops. Disappointing. I know you're disappointed. No, no, not <laughs> yeah. really. I, I know what you're like now. I'm, I'm surprised you even gave it into the 6,000s. I was expecting 5,002 or something like that. When you said it wasn't much over, I was like, fuck, here we go. For the movie that it was, it's a positive, right? Like, I could yeah. see that it was a a good movie. There were a bunch of things I would have changed or I felt could have been different. That's sort of just my opinion. So, I'm like, can I really, like, rate that as a bad thing as much? So, that's why I've given it that score. You really are vengeance. <laughs> I am vengeance. I am vengeance. That's a great line, to be honest. Like... Well, the, the funny vengeance. part was, like, every other Batman before it is, I am Batman. Instead of this one, he's like, nah, fuck that. I am vengeance. I'm fucking... Yeah. What was that? I was like, where did vengeance come from? That's a way better name, by the way, yeah, yeah. for a superhero. Just oh, be shit, vengeance. Yeah. Okay, so this is gritty and, you know, like, it's realistic. Well, not really, but you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's real sort of, like, it's not over-the-top campy superhero. And it's hard to take the idea that no, a the grown opposite. man... Dresses up as a fucking bat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, the city. I totally agree. I found it really hard to take him seriously with the little sticky up ears because the yes. rest of it was yeah. quite rawr, like serious, dark superhero. And then he had these cute little ears that just stuck out from his head. And yeah. I found that really hard. It's just insane. It's like if somebody dressed up as a bat, you'd show it up. You'd just be like, what the fuck are you doing here, man? What are you up to? I don't know why he uses way with the bat thing. Yeah, yeah, it's no, weird. It makes no sense. It's weird. And it's weird. It, it ditched the ears yeah. and then you're no longer Batman. But like, okay, I get it if he's flying around on a cape and he's sort of like dressed in a black suit that people go, yes, he looks like a bat. But like the fact he's put mm. his own ears on there that do nothing except for, you know, like look like that is kind of like, mm, okay. That would have been a good question though. Like what function could his ears have served in well, his there we costume? Go. Bonus question. Bonus question, listeners. <laughs> what function does his little ears serve? Yeah, we want to hear from you. Yeah. Uh, you tell us. It's probably good, like good for tuning into Gotham radio stations and stuff like that. So you know, like nice. when you're out fighting crime, you want to be listening to the latest top forty bangers. You want to know what Ed Sheeran's been putting out, man. You want- nice. I was thinking it could be like a little portable back signal, so he could like send the bat signal up into the sky wherever he was, which yeah. would surely be more useful than sending it from a random building in the middle of nowhere for no reason. So I was going to give this hyperbole sandwich because I was thinking, what's wrong with this film? But then there are things that are wrong. So. That's a pretty good indication as to how I feel. But the first is that this isn't an action blockbuster. You know, like this is this is like seven. You know what I mean? It's it's funny because I can't remember what podcast it's on and I tweeted about this, but I went on a rant once about how big action Batman films are done. We need to have more intimate stories, detective stories, who did it sort of thing. Because his like, nickname is the world's greatest detective and it's like bringing this to be this level where it is a crime, it's interwoven. There's like, who done it? How are they doing it? You know, what's the motivation? All that sort of stuff. Like, we knew who it was from the trailers, but to find out his motivation was awesome. Love that. Uh, bad thing. I'm the same with you, man. It's too long. There's about five different endings there at the end. Ah, I, you I, told me that it would fly by. Uh, yeah, well, I was surprised. Okay, so there was there was points during this movie where I was checking my phone, and I was like, I cannot fucking believe that I've got another hour 40 of this. This is fucking mm-hmm. awesome. And like, that was the only time I've ever checked my phone and been like, yes, this is amazing. We've got more and more of this. I'm fucking keen. But pretty much up to the point that Riddler gets caught and then he floods the city, I was like, man, if they just ended on the city being flooded, 
and him out there saving people, that would have been amazing. Rather than having the, you know, the guys shooting the mayor and all this yeah, other yeah. shit, I was like, fuck, we don't need all this. Like, it's, you know. Even just as the um, vans blew up, just at that moment, and then that would have been a great setup for a sequel. Yes. Like a great cliffhanger to kind of just go, oh, damn. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. what I thought. I was like, this is going to be the fucking, like, an awesome ending. And you could easily segue into the next film of just showing him rescuing people. You know, like, have your cold open where he's just flying around the city trying to fucking save people. Would have been awesome. Uh, final thing, similar to you, like, it's so beautifully made, produced, put together. The score is amazing. The The visuals are amazing. Like, it's just so engrossing and feels like they've just really created this Gotham, this dark, gritty, horrible, smog-infested, crime-infested city. Mm. And it's just... It feels like it's a real place. Like, it's fucking unreal. So, yeah. Yeah, a couple points on that. The um, I definitely agree the score was really good. Both in, like, the very minimal use of pop music I thought was quite good because that really, those moments stood out when they used the um, Nirvana song. Yeah, yeah. Because that was really the only time you heard it. And then other times, you know, it was that really uncomfortable, creepy music and you just went, oh, I'm really, something gross is going to happen or I don't know and I don't like it. But the the one thing I found with the lighting is I found it was almost too dark in a few places. Like I was kind of like, I don't think this needs to be quite as dark because now I'm having trouble even seeing what's going on. But that's something I find with a lot of movies. They make it so dark that you just think, okay, I see what you're trying to do, but you're almost taking away from it now. Yeah, 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 agreed. Still, as a score out of 10,000, I'm going to go 9,012. This is a solid four and a half out of five for wow. me. Uh, I, I feel like I've got a bit of recency bias. I feel like I need to rewatch it. Again, like let it digest sort of thing, like whether it is just as good on the home screen as at the movies. Because obviously, you know, when you go to the movies, you just tend to bump up your scores a bit because it's like, yeah, got to have a night out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that popcorn was great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Popcorn was amazing. Anywho, that moves to our quickfire rounds, which is three questions that we typically answer a bit quicker than the rest of the podcast. First of which is what character from this film would you definitely not get to house at your place? I'm going with Catwoman because she was messy as fuck. She had too many cats and she might just ditch at a moment's notice. It's a good answer, especially if you get a cat pee in your house, you know, like that shit is impossible yeah. to remove. It crystallizes. Fucking disgusting. I don't like cats. I, I, I don't want cats, cats in my either. house. Get the hell out. Re- Actually, I'm, I'm just an animal person, so <laughs> no. The Emilies are just going to be like, get the fuck out. I was about to say, <laughs> oh, I bet you most people that listen to this are like, I'm a fucking cat lover. How the fuck can they say that? So sorry, Internet, I'm not a cat person either. The one for me, though, is the mayor, because he's absolutely garbage at stopping home invaders. That's legit. Fair cool. That is not ideal. Uh, question number three, what quote from this film would be the worst to hear immediately after you finish having sex? Nice, number one. Goddamn rat. <laughs> That's a good one. My one would be the uh, the scene where Penguin gets away from Batman, where he thinks he's gotten away, you know, the car chase scene, and then Batman comes flying through the air through the flames and all that sort of shit, you know, when they're having the car chase, there's a bit yeah. there where the penguin doesn't actually say anything, but he thinks he's got away and he lets out this like, <laughs> just that noise. Just that noise. <laughs> if I was Frankly, a... I think, I think it'd be more likely that you would make that noise. Exactly. Exactly. I don't <laughs> want to hear that noise right after I finish having sex. If from me or my partner. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's that's horrifying. Or the guy in the cupboard. I don't want to hear any of them fucking make that noise. Oh, dear. No. No, you don't. Final question. What's something in this film that you notice that you don't think others might have immediately noticed? Okay. With Bruce's technical expertise, I mean, you see he's got like a really nice technical setup there with computers and he's got like fancy contacts that video stuff. Obviously knows what he's doing. He would have never let Gordon put an untrusted USB device into his own personal laptop that was connected to the internet. That is a basic, like, digital forensics piece of knowledge team. Honestly, what a rookie. Yeah, yeah. How's he not got firewalls set up and shit like that? Like, you know. You'd put it on a black box. You know, you'd be putting it on an isolated machine. Yeah. You'd be, like, having it in a, in a way that it just would not impact anything else. Come on. That's, like, basic police work that was pretty stupid but that's a quite an in-depth answer <laughs> compared to my one which is that one of the diners that we see at the start is called good times and one of my favorite robin patterson films from the last five years ten years forever has, was called good time and so oh. i was like that's pretty cool good time as a recommendation probably not probably not anyone's cup of tea but i really enjoyed it i thought it was really good patterson crushed in that Jul- that made me think Julie he's going to be awesome as batman 
Anyway. I have not seen it. No, I'm not surprised. I don't think many people have. I've seen Twilight. Does that help? (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs) I was wondering how long it would take before someone brought up that piece of shit movie. (sighs) Four. Took us to question four. Okay. Well, you better hold on tight, Spider Monkey, because here comes question number five. (laughs) You used an actual quote. You've seen it too. I'm a firm believer that if you're going to mock something, you actually have to have watched it. Me too. That's why I've read them all and watched them all so that I can give it the shit it deserves. Question number five is the first of our Patreon questions, coming courtesy of our mate uh, Chrisini. Chris is the fucking man. He, his question, what song would you insert into this movie and where? And we try to be as on the nose as possible, so go Liz. I'm so glad I get to go first because if you didn't think of this song, you're an idiot and it is the best, most on the nose, most perfect song I've ever come up with ever. Are you ready for this? This is going to be so disappointing, listeners, but yes, go. It has to be when Batman races away from the Riddler out of Arkham to save the city and it's Bat Out of Hell by Meatloaf. (laughs) So perfect. That is is pretty good. That fucking stomps over my one, which was the Beach Boys surfing USA when all the waves start coming into the city and everybody's going surfing. That would have been good and would have brought some nice lightheartedness. However, It would have been so terrible. The Riddler could have been singing it. That could have been quite good. Yeah, and just a dark, horrible, fucking, you know, cringy, everybody's going surfing. But bad out of hell. Come on, they set it up so perfectly. That is perfect. And it's got this crazy, like, guitar riffy thing, and it would have been just, oh, it would have been sensational. I was so proud of myself when I thought of it. And he'll be gone when the morning comes. There we go. Well, except he wasn't. No, he wasn't. Actually, he was still there when the morning. He wasn't gone when the morning comes. He was still there. So maybe that's why they decided not to use it. He'll be gone when the woman comes. It was an egregious oversight. Yes, correct. Oh, next question is also a Patreon question. Comes good to see of our mate Emily. Sorry to say such mean things about cats again, Emily. <laughs> What's your question, Liz? All right. She would like to know what movie uh, you would watch this with as a double feature. I'll also point out that Emily has her own podcast as well called The Tasteless Podcast. On it, she compares two films, one that uh, doesn't get the love it deserves, she compares that to a film that everybody is raving and going mental about. So wouldn't be surprised if the Batman pops up on there soon. And she compares that to, oh God, I don't know. Take your pick. Something and something insane. Twilight. Probably. Probably fucking Twilight. <laughs> probably Twilight Breaking Dawn or one of the other sequels that no one yeah, gives a shit about. The or, worst Twilight. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say seven, but it's like, it, it's just such miserable. You know, you don't mm. want to be miserable for five hours, do you? Mm-mm. I've kind of no, you do not. Kind of grown out of my angsty teenage phase of being miserable for five hours. I'm more of a yeah. miserable twenty four hours man sort of thing now. <laughs> so I kind of want a bit of a reprieve from it to not fucking you know be miserable, miserable, miserable. I'm going to go with um maybe more of a lighthearted superhero movie. I'm going to go with Super, starring Rain Wilson out of the office and written and directed by James Gunn, in which an ordinary dude decides to become a superhero. Shut up, crime. That one. It's, it's pretty. Uh- it's pretty oh, out wow. there, pretty interesting, pretty different. I haven't watched it in a while. It's probably shit, to be honest. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just talking now. Liz, what have you got? Um, I'm going with a movie you've actually already mentioned briefly at the start of the podcast, which was uh, the 1966 Batman movie with Adam West, because I just think the juxtaposition of the two would be super entertaining, because, I mean, that was really campy and... I think it'd be super jarring, but quite entertaining. And then that would bring that little bit of joy that you're looking for in your life. I can't remember if that's a movie that has the shark spray. Like he's at the bottom of a ladder and like a a shark bites his leg and he's like, quick, Robin, give me the shark spray. And he sprays the shark with the shark spray and then the shark falls off him. So that I think that's the level of filmmaking that we're dealing with compared to this. Awesome. I just think it'd be really quite weird and, and quite interesting to see the absolute difference of the two films because I can't imagine there's much similarity other than the fact that he's got some fancy cars and he's a rich guy yeah. kind of thing, right? And he wears a bat suit with the stupid ears. Yeah. Yep. Moves us over to question number seven. What was the biggest dick move in this film? I figure we're ignoring everything the villains did because they're literally the villains and everything they do is a dick move. Well, yeah, I suppose. The thing that really came to me wasn't a villain anyway. It was when Bruce starts laying into Alfred the minute he wakes up from his coma. I'm like, give the guy a bloody minute. He almost died for you. So, you didn't tell me. Maybe be like, (laughs) yeah, like 
give them, just be like, hey, great to see you're alive and well, buddy. You know, I'm glad you've woken up. Do you need a cup of tea, perhaps? Some ice chips? Yeah. No? You're good? Okay, now I'm going to be angry at you. But look, give him a moment. Exactly. I know you almost took a fucking load of C4 to the chest. But hey, why didn't you tell me? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Chill the fuck out, Batman. I mean, honestly. My my one was not helping Batman when he's fighting the guys with guns at the end. Like, the police not helping Batman. So he, he's up there taking out these guys that are snipers and they're shooting new Mia Rail, Rail, whatever. Um, Rail, and, yeah. Rail. And, like, they're up there and they've got guns too, but they're not returning fire. And, like, they're just standing around doing nothing. And then they wait for him to get up there and then fight these guys off and then eventually go up there and help him. And I was like, what are they doing? Why are they not helping? And the reason why I'm calling this out is Kahu's cousin is one of those police officers. So I'm calling you out, bro. Why? What were you doing, bro? Why weren't you up there <laughs> taking yeah. away from Batman? Why weren't you up there showing that you should be Robin, bro? Come on, that was your chance, man. Okay, that went somewhere I didn't expect. But yeah. Crazy, right? Why not? Kahu's cousin was one yeah. of the police officers in this film. That's very cool. Fucking awesome. Fucking amazing. Nice. Next question, also a Patreon question. This one comes courtesy of Julio of the Contrarians, a podcast which takes a universally beloved film such as this and uh, discusses it in detail while, uh, while arguing the opposite. So if it's a positively rated film, they'll say it's shit. If it's a negatively rated film, they argue why it's awesome. They'll split their podcast, so they now do that, and then they have another episode where they give their real talk. Anywho, what's the question there, Liz? Uh, they'd like to know what is your most controversial opinion about this movie? We didn't need the scene with the Joker. It was too much. It felt too awkwardly shoved in there. I was talked about all the endings at the end. I was about, there was five or six of them that didn't need to be in there. I just felt like, similar to the Joker film that came out two years ago, spoiler for that, but they've got scenes that allude to the creation of Batman or Bruce Wayne and all that sort of stuff. I was like, you can tell these stories without needing the shit, without needing to put a Joker Mm. in there, without needing, you've made a friend. Or, or not make it so obvious. Just have it, like, hinted yeah. at. You know, just keep it very minor. Like, we don't need the laugh, the cackle, the, you made a friend in here, or you know, you, they think you're a clown. You know, we don't need that. Keep it mm. subtle. I, I agree. Yeah. I feel like that was the studio coming to the director and saying, we need to put the Joker in this. And him going, what do you mean? He's like, well, all the Marvel films have all this, like, fucking cameos and trivia and shit in there. We need to put it in there. And he's like, oh, okay, fine. Yeah, I um, I mean, we would have ended it well before that, right? So yep. we wouldn't have had him in at all. I, yeah, totally agree. I've gone a little bit more hard out for mine, and I don't know that you'll agree with this, so I think it is quite controversial. It should have been a movie about Catwoman. <laughs> I feel like she would have made a much more interesting protagonist and just had Batman as like her emo, mopey love interest. Her story was interesting. She had a lot of vibe. I was like, this is... About her and her shit. Like, Batman was just kind of like this boring sidekick of hers. I'm so gutted that we've already done an episode on Catwoman. Because, my God, would I love to make you watch that film. The one with Michelle Pfeiffer? No. Halle Berry. And Hathaway. Oh, right. There's a lot of Catwomen. There's a, but, yeah. there is a cat army out there, man. There's, women are, there's, no. there's dozens of them. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I think part of that is because it was Zoe Kravitz. Yes. And she was really great. And um, But I just really liked how they just gave her so much verve and vigor and she just had this whole thing going on. I think she would it would have been a really interesting movie if it was centered around her because she was fantastic. She was amazing. Although i got to say, not sure about her costume either. What was the point of the weird thing across her face? The little hat. Like, well, that's not <laughs> – yeah, I was like, <laughs> that's not hiding your identity at all and – it doesn't look like a cat. It, yeah, it was all just very weird. I'm glad you brought this up because I almost forgot about it because I watched this over a week ago and Liz watched this yesterday, listeners, and I almost forgot about it. That was the one thing for me that was like, who the fuck okayed this? Who, yeah. It, like, how, how did you okay this? Were you guys on the set and you're like, well, we need to make a hat for her. Quick, give me your beanie and a pair of scissors and I'll see what I can come up with. I feel like they forgot to put, to make one and they were like, shit, what have we got? Yeah. yeah, it was just ridiculous. It's like she's wearing like an. Ex- it's like if I showed up wearing an expensive suit, and then I had some old woolly hat on my head, at like a at like a formal fuck. I don't know at the Oscars or something. You'd be like, "What the fuck are you doing wearing that? It looks so out of place compared to how expensive and luxurious the rest of her clothing was." Yeah, hundred percent. I was like, "No, that was pointless and stupid." Yeah. she would have been better to just not wear it at all. Absolutely. Question number nine comes courtesy of our mates Dan Brennick of Netflix and Swill. 
Netflix and Swirl is an awesome podcast that covers all things Netflix related. I was on recently discussing The Witcher Season 2. Go check that out if you like. We'll have Dan on later in the year because we have some plans of movies that we're going to do. I don't want to tease just yet, but uh, they're terrible. They're absolutely fucking horrible. And Dan is actually going to pick the next Patreon special we do. And he's basically tossing up between making Liz watch Mortal Kombat Annihilation and the worst no! and the worst film no! you've ever seen. So I don't know. No. It's going to be going to be horrible for Liz. I might sit. No. I might sit that episode out. That can be Liz <laughs> and Stacey, I think. No, no, no. Anyway, his question: Who was the true MVP of the movie? It can't be the main. I am. I would never have given it to the main anyway. Frankly, uh, <laughs> I'm so surprised. I'm so. I feel like you'd give it to him, but I. Yeah, I'm surprised. No, not at all. Smush face. Anyway. I am going to go with Alfred because, A, he's got a bit of a Silver Fox vibe, so he sort of delivered where uh, Pattinson didn't. B, I just feel like he, he had Batman's back. Like, he was just, he was the one there trying to make sure that he still held up his his Bruce Wayne persona and made sure that the reputation was still there and that he was still delivering on business requirements and stuff, which is pretty key if Batman still wants to be super rich and be able to do all his other stuff then he should be still making sure that the rest of the business is good. Plus, you know, he was there working on the ciphers and he was checking his mail. Guy was there. He was. He was there for him. He was. He was a real GC, especially because he, mm. like, Batman, like, I thought this was going to be brought up in dick moves. Like, he was, Pattinson was a dick to him the whole time. He really was. He was like an emo teenager. And I was like, okay, I get that he's been like your father figure and then he wasn't your, but he wasn't You're not part father. of my family. You're not my dad. Yeah. Why are you You're here? You're not 16, man. You're like however old he is supposed to be, like easily late 20s, right? Easily late 20s, and he's been Batmaning for at least two to three years. I think they say three years so, ago when he showed up on the scene or whatever, yeah. Yeah, the emo teenager shit is just totally lame. Yeah, when the guy clearly cares deeply for him and, and is doing everything he can to, you know, keep him safe and sound. I actually, um, I, I wrote down Gordon, and then I was like, nah, Liz is going to say him, because Gordon was awesome as well. He was supportive in that the way he just went along with everything like he didn't question too much he knew that this guy that the batman had the like right ideas and intentions and was on to something and he sort of went along with it he even took a punch he even took a punch yeah, you know did. like just yeah just punch me it's the only way you're gonna get out of here don't agree with that i think there's other ways i had him down and then i was like convinced liz was gonna take him and my other one was penguin couldn't recognize colin farrell i, I mentioned to kahu i was like did you know that's colin farrell what? <laughs> yes, that, that was, was Colin, Colin Farrell. Farrell. Yeah, fuck me. <laughs> nah, <laughs> did not see that at all. I, I was like, oh, who's this guy? I don't know this guy. Fucking insane, right? Colin Farrell. Yeah, that was impressive. Yeah, fucking amazing. Okay. He's getting his own spin-off show. But even still, like his, his best moment was like calling them out. He was like, I suppose I thought you guys were the world's greatest detectives. Yeah. He was the man. So yeah, it was a toss-up between those two. They were pretty good. Well, it was even funny because Gordon was like, I don't think his Spanish is perfect. So then he knew it was wrong, but he didn't point it, you know, like he should have picked it up. Yeah. I have to f- say some of those clues were a bit uh, ridiculous that they got from one place to the next, like where he found drive and he managed to work out that there must be a thumb drive in a vehicle of <laughs> the mayor. I was just kind of like, really? That seems a bit tenuous. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was also like, well, they should have looked at the Spanish of the word and why has he gone to spanish nobody's spanish and worked it out from there i don't know i just felt there was a bit of um optimism there to think that batman would have got that and then it's sort of serial killer logic though isn't it isn't that the whole idea it's just like this guy's so insane that it makes sense to him yeah i guess so and he's thinking like if it makes sense to me and this guy works it out then he's one of me oh he's one of us sort of thing he's like me oh yeah yeah i'm picking up what you're putting down yeah yeah yeah, that that could make sense yeah anyway question number 10 what is it there liz all right. Um, how long would you survive in this movie's world, Sam? Not long. Can't fight for shit. No gangs I've ever tried to join have ever wanted me. I'm not a tech billionaire, so probably not very long. Oh, see, I've said quite long because I'm quite good at not drawing attention to myself in dodgy places. I've traveled to a few different places. I just sit quietly and, you know, not not look too... I'm, I'm very average looking. Like, there's nothing that draws attention. I don't have, like, super fancy clothes or anything. No one's going to try and rob me. So I think I could just tuck away and... Just, yeah, and get the fuck out as soon as I could, frankly. Listeners, those dodgy places that she's referring to went dodgy before she went there, so... You, oh, you shut up. 
Anywho, moves us over to question number 11. Which character from this film would you get to help you hide a dead body? I'm going to go with Thomas Wayne, Sam. Ah! Um, <laughs> maybe an odd choice, but look, he is a medical professional, so he'll know how to maybe cut the body up in a pits or what might like dissolve flesh or whatever. Like, I feel like medical knowledge will be quite helpful. Um, he also obviously will do a favor for a friend, given that he healed up, uh, like he, he did the surgery on Falcone when he turned up. He did a surgery on him on his dining room table. So, yeah, he seems like a solid choice. Yeah, that is that's a pretty good option. I mean, I was, I was thinking of the obvious ones of like Alfred or Gordon. I feel like they're pretty loyal. If, if Gordon's on your side, he's and he's a police officer as well, so he knows the best way to get away with crimes, right? He knows the unsolved yeah, ones. But he's the non-corrupt cop, so he's not going to help you hide a dead body. He might. I don't know. He might. I don't see it. Okay. Nah, I disagree. Uh, uh, you I, have your own choice. Yeah, you no, no, no. But the thing is, I'm saying all this, but I can hear Machu kicking at the back of my head and saying, what the fuck are you doing? Of course it's Catwoman. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Just so you can spend time with Zoe Kravitz, obviously. Like, you that's the obvious answer. I mean, she she knows what she's up to. She's smart. She's industrious. She's clever. She's like morally corrupt. She'd be perfect. Yeah, she'd she'd do a decent job, I think. The Riddler, yeah. I, I want as little to do with as possible. That guy fucking sucks. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> anyway, uh, question number twelve. What is it there, Liz? Um, question number twelve is: What minor change would completely ruin this movie or make it infinitely better? I've got an answer for both. Um, I will give the better. Have Patterson be like a total Chad instead of a mopey, obviously, Batman dude. No, don't do that one because that's my answer. Good. I want him to be flirty and fun. I want the Robin Patterson out of Tenet. I want like, like almost like a Jack Sparrow level of like, yeah, it's kind of creepy, but it's like flirty creepy. It's like, like weird creepy because he's just so obviously Batman. It's a hundred percent. I literally have make Bruce Wayne a cheerful, charming playboy. It would have a made it far less obvious that he was Batman. B, it would have been more fun to watch and more fun for Patterson to play. And like then he could have done things like go to the club himself. Exactly. Exactly. There was a part of me that was hoping for it, which is when he was pulling up in the limo to go to that funeral. And he was just about to get out. I was like hoping that we'd see the transition of him being like, I actually am Batman, but now I've got to put on this other persona of Bruce Wayne. And yeah. he, he was like, oh, fuck, here I go. And then he like gets out of the car. He's like, hey, hey, everyone. Yeah, it's me. Hey, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, winking and like, yeah, yeah, 100%. like not too over the way top. way preferred but, that. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I just, yeah, that, I feel like they really missed a trick there. Yes. Uh, my worst was Hathaway's Catwoman. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone that's listened to this podcast probably knows how I feel about Anne Hathaway. I don't know what it is about her. I just don't know. My worst is, uh, oh no, it could be worse and better at the same time then, is if you switched Paul Dano and Zoe Kravitz. Because she'd make a great Riddler. She'd be an he'd amazing Riddler. <laughs> but he'd be a terrible Catwoman. Oh, I don't know. I'd, I'd want to see it, but yeah, he'd be terrible. Oh, if he just played it exactly the same, that'd be fucking weird. That would be fucking creepy. Just him down in, down in the bottom of the nightclub flirting with dudes. Like, Ooh, hello. Like shimmying in his little leather leotard. Hi, Dad. <laughs> no, son, no. Hell no. Oh. That'd be creepy. Okay, let's move on before I uh, throw up in my mouth to question number 13, which was, what was the most insane leap of logic in this film? I'm going to say it was that everyone should or did go to the gardens in the event of the seawall collapsing. There were like loads of tall buildings. It's like a full-on metropolis. So why are you all going to this one arena where you're all going to be gathered in? There was no, it didn't seem to have any space special protections against the water. Like, it just seemed like a really weird choice. It's not a metropolis, Liz. It's Gotham City. Metropolis is where Superman lives. Oh, right. Yeah, getting my... Uh, <laughs> I was going to say my universe is confused, but I'm not, am I? Just superheroes. Zing. Yeah. Uh, you're right, though. Like, it's just turning it into a swimming pool. So why would you want to go there unless you're going to go for a swim, I guess? Yeah, that was a really dumb thing. Yeah. My one for me is like, yes, I get the, the armor that he's wearing protects him against bullets, but at no point did the millions of bullets that get shot at him, like none of them ricochet or went directly through his mouth, his eyes, his exposed skin. Mm -hmm. Even 
like getting shot that many times and not really responding. You know, it's like his back yep. suit is like an armor. It's like when you're getting shot at like point blank range, you're still going to get hurt, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I, it was obviously like alien technology or something that they could repel bullets, but like not have them ricochet. And, exactly. Um, and even, especially because they were using like full on semi-automatics and things. Like, yeah. that just seemed really unlikely. Is that one time when I get shot by the shotgun and that's like the only time it seems like any bullets do any effect to him whatsoever? Yeah, I, I was yeah. just like, this is, this is horseshit. Still awesome though. Like fucking some of those scenes where he's getting shot up and he just keeps going was just like, oh, oh, oh. Okay, before Sam reaches some kind of conclusion there, uh, how about you move on to ask us your, yes. ask me your uh, individual questions? Absolutely. So we see that this is early into his career as being Batman and something that's in the comics that's also translated onto the screen is that part of the GCPD, so the Gotham City Police Department, hate him and the other part love him. Some people see him as a nuisance, a vigilante, he shouldn't be out doing what he's doing. Other people think that he's doing what they'd like to do, which is completely beating the shit out of these criminals and taking them off the streets. What do you reckon, Liz? If you were a GCPD officer, would you love him or loathe him? Um, well, I wouldn't be one of the corrupt officers. Um, I have a healthy respect for authority and the law. So um, I think I'd probably admire him for trying to help. But at the same time, I'd be wondering why he couldn't just be a police officer as well. Like, I'd be kind of like, why do you have to be a special guy to do this stuff? So, I'd, but I mean, it seems like Gotham needs all the help it can get. So I'd be grateful. Uh, so I'd probably admire him. Yeah. I would go with option C, which is I wouldn't be part of the Gotham City Police because <laughs> I'm a fucking pussy. <laughs> Question Are you up. sure it's not just that you couldn't pass the physical uh, test off. to get in there? <laughs> Stop talking about my severely rugby sport injured hip that fucking prevents me from running further than 200 meters mm-hmm. without fucking collapsing in a pile of asthmatic wheeze. Oh, I always thought it was the KFC. Oh, there's it as well. <laughs> Uh, Talking about melting, let's move on to question number two, and that is how to Robert Patterson not just melt into a pile of goo while acting opposite Zoe Kravitz, or she did what she did. Well, I think it's because he is an android based on his character performance. Like, he was just a brick the whole time. He was a little bit of an emo brick occasionally, but there was just almost nothing there. I mean, she, on the other hand, was like smoking hot, full of life. Yet somehow there was nothing there, and I can only blame that on him because he was an android. It's the only answer that makes sense. What is there out in the universe that sucks, like a black hole or something, like it sucks up fucking light? Like that's what he felt like. He like felt like a black hole of chemistry, you know, like of sexual chemistry. Like there was none between them. No, I felt like she was flirting with a wall, like literally. Like she was all like, hey, oh, you know, how you doing? Kiss me. And he was like. My mouth move, make kiss. <laughs> like I yeah. just, and I, I definitely think it would have been good to have a bit more. Like they should have absolutely been going at it. Like, how do they not even bang? <laughs> I would have liked some banging, and it would have been quite cool if they did it in the costumes. And like he just had a little handy zip or something, <laughs> Jesus you know? Christ, Liz is right in the porn parody. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, a girl wants a little action. <laughs> Except maybe not out of Ron Patterson, because as I said, total android. Interesting. No, no idea that all this like anti Patterson was going to be brought nah. up. I'm well, so it's at least anti Patterson. It's just, I uh, just nothing. Like he's like when I watched Twilight, I was like, why would she go for that mopey, self hating smush face? Why would a seventeen year old girl go for a hundred and twelve year old man? Well, that too. But I was like, you know, um, what's his face? Taylor Lautner? Like, he was way more attractive. Not that I'd go for him either, but given the choice. Sure, Liz. Sure. I Liz needs. Anyway, moving on. I know how desperate you are lately, Liz. Sure. Okay, cut that. <laughs> That's <laughs> Thank you definitely very much. <laughs> no, cut it. Anywho, moves me down to my final question. I just, I was curious about this because Ben Affleck has been playing Batman for the last couple of years. Jim Carrey has played the Riddler before. I'm wondering if you think that Ben Affleck and Jim Carrey would have been better in these respective roles, like what that film would have looked like. I have said yes and no. So yes to Ben Affleck. I always thought of him as a very Batman-like kind of guy. Like I always wondered if he would play Batman. He's got the whole, he's got the bum chin. He's got the dark hair. He's got the rich asshole vibe. Like to me, he always sort of epitomized what I thought of as a Batman type. That's what I imagine as a Bruce Wayne as a Ben Affleck. 
you know, sort yeah, of like yeah. a happy-go-lucky I mean, in a yeah. little way, like a bit of a bit chad. charming, yeah. sleazy, rich asshole. Yes. Like he, you know, yeah, 100%. Like I always thought he was a good, he'd be a good cast. And I'm going to say no to Jim Carrey for this movie at the very least. I obviously haven't seen the one that he was, but I feel like he's just too lighthearted and it just wouldn't have fit in the vibe that this movie had. But saying that, I really, really didn't like Paul Dano's portrayal of the Riddler. I found him just, it was like he was, they just got him on stage and went, be weird. And he went, okay. And then he made <laughs> lots of loud noises and stuff. And I was like, I just, I'm not feeling this. I, I, I found him really irritating. Yeah, I wouldn't have picked him at all. I was trying to think who I might get. I wondered if maybe Jason Schwartzman, or I think I thought maybe like, e- uh, is it Ewan Rian, the guy that played um, Ramsey Bolton? Like someone that was just kind of... Um, oh, yeah, Ian Rian, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, went into the background and just sort of was, wasn't really noticeable, but then had this super creepy, uncomfortable vibe, and he definitely has that with Ramsey Bolton. So, yeah, I just I didn't feel Paul Dano at all, but I don't think Jim Carrey would have been an answer. I'm pretty sure uh, Jonah Hill was like supposed to be playing him. Like he was heavily rumored for a while, oh. and it kind of works because the Riddler has always been like he's like a knockoff of the Joker, and like no one takes him seriously. He's he's out there and weird, but he's not like as insane or just sociopathic as the Joker. So everyone thinks of him as like a joke, which is, you know. So you kind of want yeah, yeah. that, and like I, I thought, Dano did a pretty good job. He's kind of weird and fucking odd looking. I think he had the look for it. But just the way he acted out, I didn't like it. I just, yeah. the, the way, he, you know, he just made weird noises and he was just over the top. I feel like actually the Riddler needed to be quite restrained and just uncomfortable and creepy yeah. as opposed to just straight out weird. Because I feel like the Joker's a bit more like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's flamboyant yeah. and insane. Um, I would yeah. have happily seen that. I would have happily seen Ben Affleck reprise the role of Batman and seen Jim Carrey mm. come back as like a... Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, Jim Carrey, or A Man on the Moon, Jim Carrey, you know, yeah, rather than yeah, I could see that maybe, yeah, rather than rubber face and all over the place, like just a unsettling, completely lost his mind. Like if you've seen him lately, Jim Carrey is he's pretty out there. He's pretty pretty odd lately. So definitely that. Anywho, uh, Liz, your questions. So here we go, Sam. I want you to name your top five Batman films in order of worst to best. Well, I go and get myself a beer. Okay, see you, bye. <laughs> she's actually left she's gone that was fun uh yeah this is ah oh, this is hard this is hard but on the fly i'd say my fifth favorite batman film is batman returns in fourth is batman begins and third is this the batman my number two is batman mask of the phantasm which is a full-length film of the animated batman tv series from the early 90s and then finally the dark knight it's got to be the dark knight dark knight's in like my top probably 10 films of all time and yes, the cracks are starting to show a little bit. It's not as great as originally was, but at the same time, still still the ultimate Batman for me. Okay, so I'm back. Did I miss anything? No. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> Probably <you>. not. <laughs> um, I knew Fuck you. Fuck to... you very much, Liz. I'm surprised you weren't still going, you know? Like, I, I thought you'd just want to ramble f- incoherently for half an hour about the different elements of different Batman films. So well, it's pretty well tempting to so restrained. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty I know. fucking tempting. Yeah. Anyway, uh, my next question is, why did the Riddler go from killing corrupt officials, which I felt was a really clear motivation, you know, it was a good storyline, to suddenly just trying to take out scores of innocent people? Because he's fucking insane. That was all I've got. It's like, he's fucking insane. Like, he's he's gotten high on his own supply. So he started seeing the murder of all these people and he started going, you know what, this is kind of cool. And like, he's kind of so socially distanced. Like, I think the film did a good job of showing how bad the internet can be where he's like created a small following on the internet and it's like <laughs> revolutionized himself to become an absolute piece of shit. And he's just gone, yeah, this is exactly what I should do. I should just fucking murder tons of people. Wow. Just like revved up by his huge amount of 500 followers. I'd like to point <laughs> out that I personally have more Twitter followers than the Riddler. <laughs> so when the cop was like, he's got like over 500 followers. I was like, bitch, so do I. Like, it's not a, it's not a massive achievement. <laughs> I think it must me. have been on like 8chan or something, right? Like, he's got some little. Yeah. It's, it's some sort of underground website type thing where he's like got all these other psychopaths following him. And like, the fact that he got so many to actually show up wearing his suit and like start murdering these people. And like, I get the whole idea of like kill the rich and, you know, like everyone's corrupt and we should take them all down. Yeah, I agree mm-hmm. with that. But fucking don't need to murder people. 
you know. Well, not just like the generic townspeople who are just going to be yeah. out on the street that are going to drown. And the people that were going to be at the mural presentation, like that's just going to be a lot of average people too. And she was wanting to clean up the city. So surely they should have been on her side. Yeah. Actually, one thing I did like about those was um, how there was those comments on the side. And one of them was like, oh, he's wearing the mask from this shop. And you can also ask for this type of thing or whatever. And I was like, oh, look at that, like little fashion tips. (laughs) So that was cute that they had that there. Oh, God, listeners, this is Liz starting her own fucking. (laughs) Oh, do you know what else I thought was really cute? Was when they were. No, I don't. uh, Tell me. uh, when (laughs) When they had Batman writing in his journal. And there was a bit where he'd, they'd like they jumped to a few different little things that he'd written, and one of the things he'd written was "push myself" with like underlines. I was like, "Oh, how cute! How self motivational!" Like, push myself. Weird thing. Push myself. I've got to push myself. Like, it's just really adorable. Anyway, um, shall I ask you my final question, Sam? Yes, please. <laughs> All right. <laughs> my final question is. What was with Wayne's house being such a freaky old school gothic style mansion? Look, okay, Liz, Gotham isn't just the name <laughs> of the city. It's a way of life, Liz. Clearly. If you ain't down with the goths, then you're just a poser, okay? So but it's like his dad, I mean, obviously it was his dad's mansion, and his dad seemed like a perfectly normal doctor, politician type, so what the fuck? No, they inferred that it's been in the family for like 200 years. Like them and the Arkans were like the original founding you know, people of the city. Uh, so that building has probably been around for a long fucking time. And like, you know, like you, you've obviously went to like olden places over in England. Like you go to old mansions and all that sort of shit. You walk in there and you look around, and you're like, this is so techy. <laughs> oh yeah. This entire house is worth more than I'll ever fucking earn in my entire life, but it's still techy. It's still techy as fuck. Yeah. Would you live there? I wouldn't live there. Nah, fuck no. I was thinking that when I was watching it. I was like, if you trip, you are going to impale yourself on something. Like, there's shit sticking out of everywhere. Mm-hmm. If you're, like, a billionaire, uh, you know, young man, wouldn't you go find yourself, like, a really nice penthouse suite or something and live in there? You don't have to, you didn't have to sell off your creepy family gothic mansion. You could just live somewhere that wasn't so creepy. I'm surprised you didn't start living on the roof opposite Zoe Kravitz's place, to be honest. It was, <laughs> it was looking oh, I'll tell like you it- what. He he was a bit creepy at that point, eh? When he had the bloody binoculars out and he was watching her change. I was like, dude, like, give her some privacy, you creep. <laughs> yep, what a dude. What a dude. Yeah, not a fan. Were we supposed to be a fan of the Batman? Because it seems quite weird in this day and age that they're like, hey, here's a really rich emo white guy that does what he wants and doesn't care about the law. He is the good guy in this story. They've sort of brought that up in different mediums, like in... Like, I feel like they've brought that up to Tony Stark before, and they certainly brought it up in the Black Panther. It was like how much good you could do if you actually, rather than dressed up in a suit and went around trying to beat up people, if you actually mm-hmm. started, like, you know, giving money to poor people and, like, breaking the poverty cycle and all that sort of shit. Like, how much more you could do. And, like, they even yeah. bring that up to him. But I feel like in this film, like, they do a good job of subtly addressing it where they say to him, the accountants are here because if you keep going like you're going, you're going to be bankrupt in the next month or something like that. So it sort of yeah. suggests to me that he's actually waxed for all his money on this like quest, this like idea of like, nah, I need to go out there and beat the fuck out of people. And like he's never actually stopped to think because he's never had anybody like pull him in and go, what the fuck are you doing? And I feel like Zoe Kravitz was probably one of the first person that did that sort of thing. So Yeah, no, that's true. I think that was a key, a good point to make because I think that is mm. something that we really see these days. I mean, you see it in real life, though. We've got, like, Elon Musk is a perfect example of, hey, or, or Jeff Bezos, could you just take a bunch of your money and actually end world hunger or something? That'd be nice. But Yeah, yeah, do something you, legit with it. Why don't you yeah. instead make you a fucking spaceship to go to the moon? Because that's useful. Exactly. Exactly. He needs the other billionaires to know how big his dick isn't. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> clearly, right? Dear Lord. Exactly. Anyway, that takes us down to the final question, which is also a Patreon question. It comes courtesy of our man, Nerdrovert. He wants to know, this week, when was the best time for a bathroom break? Well, I think because it was such a long film, it needs two. Um, so I am choosing, first of all, the scene where the rat was going to be eating the guy's face because I, fa- I covered my eyes until I was sure that it stopped because I don't want to hear about that or know about that. That was fucking creepy as all fuck and would give me nightmares so that was totes yeah. cute say eh, babe as soon no no <laughs> sam so as soon as they went okay so oh look 
um, he's killed that guy. You could pretty much just bail out strengthening, and then by the time you came back, you wouldn't have missed anything other than the fact that he'd killed him. So mm. fine. And the other one I'm going with was the car chase scene because it was kind of cool, but it what? went on just it went on forever. And I was just it like, was... cool. And you wouldn't have missed anything other than some flippy cars and a bit where he literally a, a truck turns over and lands a ramp exactly at the right space so that the Batmobile can race up the ramp, fly through the fire, and land on the other side. Which it was, was so good. Stupid. <laughs> so stupid. It was so good. Oh, that part when he goes through the flames, that's when you should have had Bat out of hell. That would have been perfect. No, out of hell, because um, literally Riddler said, welcome to hell. So yeah, Arkham I know. hell, so it fit better then. Okay, I yeah, I know, but like both those signs would have been perfect. They couldn't yeah, drop fine. them twice. There we go. Well, they did like they did with Nirvana, right? They dropped that yeah. twice, so yeah. Those are my the, times. The one for me was pretty much a couple of the Alfred scenes that didn't really add much to the story. They added Alfred. Yeah, I know, but they, they there was one or two of his scenes that I was like, it didn't really add much. You know what I mean? I can't remember the exact one, but there was one that I remember watching and being like, okay. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. I get it. I just liked Alfred, so I didn't mind those scenes because I liked him as a character, and yeah, I thought he added a little zhuzh. Yeah, fair enough. And that takes us down to the end. Thank you, Liz, for joining me. Thank you for giving us such a glowing review like I (laughs) knew you were going to, which is why I was so happy and excited about doing this film with you. You're welcome. We really tried to make it not me. I mean, we... It was really right? meant what? to be someone. We it was really meant to be someone else doing this with you. Yeah, so. it was. It was meant to be me, Kahu, and Machu. And yeah, but you got oh. stuck with me. At least I gave it a compliment sandwich. I thought about giving it a, a shit sandwich, but no, I could see it was good and there's, there's good stuff. But I, I'm glad that you let me talk about the things that pissed me off. I'll, I'll throw this out there though, Liz. Me and Kahu walked out of it, and I looked at him and went, "That was so good." And he went, "Was it?" <laughs> Yay, <laughs> Kahu. Like, the fuck do you oh. mean by that, Kahu? And he was like, oh, okay. Maybe <laughs> we should have teamed up against you and been like, yeah, we both thought it was average. And you'd be like, no, it was really good. And you would have been like raging against the machine. I, yeah, and oh. maybe one of you could suck one of the balls and the other one the other my of my balls. <laughs> that's gross. Why would so either of us want to do balls. that? That's disgusting. Anywho, anyway. that's enough of that. That takes us down to the end. Thank you so much to everyone for joining us. I'm not too sure what we're going to do for episode 200, but I'm going to come up with something on the fly that's going to be awesome. Just like every other episode, we're always awesome. So, yeah, there's that. If you want to get a hold of us, you can find us on Twitter at Movie Reviews In, or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Movie Reviews in 20 Qs, or you can send us an email at mritqs at gmail.com. Anyway, yeah, that's it. That's thanks from me. Thank you from me.